and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's episode, we'll be taking, finally taking a look at the target novelisation of Doctor Who and the Cave Monsters, which we've been putting off for a long, long time now. Well, I, some of us have been ready for it for a while. <laughs> indeed, indeed. There was yes. more fear that I was actually going to have to read it again by the time we got round. <laughs> Forgot all about it by the time we got, yeah, time I finished reading it. Bloody hell. Okay, well, um, before we kick off with that, let's have a little bit of news. And because um, we've been away for a, for a couple of weeks now, yeah, uh, we've missed uh, a few sort of little bits and pieces. And I suppose the big thing that happened, the first thing that happened, um, was the. The fact that the Ice Warriors have basically been confirmed as back yes. in Series Seven, Part Two, and they've given us a proper look at the uh, the redesign as well. Yeah. Um, what what, what, what do you think of it? It's pretty much as close to an original um, villain as they've got in the new series. I think. Yeah, I mean they haven't really moved away from the original design at all, have they? No, I just wonder looking at it whether we're actually going to find out that, obviously, that does look like a suit. It does. And I wonder how long before the suit gets taken off and we get a completely different-looking Ice Warrior underneath that spends the rest of the episode running around. I don't mind. If that's the case, I don't actually mind, because they alluded to that in one of the big Finnish audios. Yeah. Um, Well, they basically said, yeah, that is basically just a suit of armour. Yeah. Especially seeing this one's supposed to be set... On in a submarine. submarine. So yeah. you can't imagine them clunking around no, and it that does look, outfit. Yeah, it does look pretty awkward to move around in as well, doesn't yeah. it? And that was always the argument about not bringing back the Ice Warriors, wasn't it? Was yeah. the fact that there was just there's nothing you could do that would keep them looking like they are. Yeah. And have them looking moving around hostile rather than, as we've always said, if you can get a brisk walk on, you can get away from most Doctor Who villains. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but but I think it does look pretty damn good though. I think this this yeah. has pleased a lot of people because I think that they were sort of had in mind some sort of terrible reimagining, like like when uh, with the Daleks. Yeah, or even just the fact that you had with the Silurians, where they just came back and just were could just be a different um, villain. To be honest, yeah, yeah, it, it was only in name that they came back, wasn't it? That's right. That's right. Um, now, talking of Ice Warriors, uh, obviously, since we've also been away, the confirmation that the the original uh, Ice Warriors story, uh, with which had missing episodes, has been confirmed, they will be animated. Yeah, it was an odd one that they took so long to confirm that. I yeah. mean, not, if not confirming it at the same time as the Tenth Planet. Exactly. Um, I mean, we said then, though, that um, the fact that they'd released the information just saying that it was going to be, the two episodes were going to be, was going to be done with the telly snaps. Mm. Didn't exclude the fact that there could be animation because they said that same thing about the tenth planet. Yeah, it, it just peculiar. They just decided not to say anything. No, but but hey, it's out there. There is a little um, preview clip which you can find on DoctorWhoNews.net. Yes, um, it, it it looks it's completely different to the uh, the previous animated stuff for say like the invasion. Yeah, I think there it's. They've gone down a different route with quite a few of different ones, haven't they? They have, yeah. Which um, is not too bad. I mean, I don't really, I don't mind that actually. No, you, um, t- you examine different ways of doing it. That's it. Now, the other um, animated one that's coming up was obviously the Tenth Planet. Yeah. And uh, have you seen the little clip of the regeneration scene they've animated? Yes. Oh, I was just disappointed he didn't get into a casket. <laughs> as per the book. As, as per said. the book. Yeah, I know. Um, 
Again, I, I was only watching it for that. <laughs> well, I've got to say, it, it again, that looks pretty damn sweet. And the, the, anim, the level of animation is greatly improved as well. Yeah. Really good. So I'm really quite quite looking forward to that. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. If they, if they didn't animate these now, I don't. Well, I wouldn't see the point of putting them out on, on the DVD. No. Uh, well, if they, if they hadn't animated it, then there was no point in holding them back. No, exactly. Because there was nothing they couldn't have put out before. No, absolutely not. Absolutely so, not. No, doing it is... Uh, you know, they're asking people to pay a bit of money for them. Yeah. And I think they sell well, so... Oh, they do. I mean, I mean people have, have been waiting a long time for the this story to, to be... Yeah. ...cut in some form of um, completion. Yeah. And this, this, is, this is the best you're going to get animated. It's the best you're going to get, yeah. you know... Um, Unless those episodes are dragged up from somewhere, Some... you know. Gosh, you imagine so they suddenly announced tomorrow, like we found the other two episodes. I oh, know. Be... How gutted <laughs> would they be? There'd be, there'd be accountants and animators sighing, screaming, <laughs> crying. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh well. Well, that's the um, well the other um, not to do with animated episodes, but again back to Doctor Who's history. The filming has wrapped for an adventure in space and time. Yes. Uh, yeah, which is um, I, I'm really looking forward to this coming out. I really yeah. am looking forward to this. It does look it does look as if they've actually have spent a, quite a bit of time on this. We're, yeah. we're going to get something a bit more than perhaps that was just set around a TV studio. Yeah, and a ballroom. Yeah, exactly. Which is what you thought you might get when they originally announced what it was going to be. That's what I thought. But this, this no, this looks really, really good. I'm so looking forward to it. I suppose they'll be now in post-production. They're ready to put it out in November. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. at least we know the broadcast date of this. Well, yeah, that's right. At least this within a few days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, I think also this week it was announced that um, filming begins on the 50th anniversary special. Yeah. Uh, in it's... April, isn't it? I yeah. think, yeah. So, uh, so, th- so no doubt there'll be a few... Uh, Sort of spoilery photographs if they're doing in location filming. I wonder how much of this is going to be in location, you know, because mm. they know they can't. I, not... th- I think if this is one story, they shouldn't leak anything about. It's this in which one. case, it's all got to be done studio. Yeah, they shouldn't leak anything about this at all. Not even that. Not even a hint. No. Because um, that I, I had a. It was what we, was with now a, 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 a discussion on Twitter. About the Ice Warriors returning. Now, somebody said they, because they hadn't said anything at all about the Ice Warriors uh, coming back, they should have just kept it quiet. And you could have had like an Earthshock style surprise, like they had with the Cybermen. Yeah. And it wasn't until they released that promo photograph of the Doctor and Clara on, on that bike, and that's when they sort of had the uh, the, the images of the, of the Cybermen on the on the, the shards of glass. Yeah, Ice Warriors. Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, Ice Warriors, sorry. Um, <laughs> I had to say that, I had to regret that, otherwise you'll have people spending hours looking for them. I, I was looking for Cybermen. Well, there are Cybermen on <laughs> yeah, there, actually, there, there are. are. Uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. Ice Warriors. Um, yeah, and then, like, more or less like a day or so later, they gave, they released that image of, yeah. the, of the redesign, and really, they could have kept that quiet. I mean, really, they should keep some things secret, keep, keep yeah. some surprises for people. Yeah, I mean, again, if it's going to be set on a submarine, you'd have thought that episode, you'd have thought that's going to have to all be studio shot. Yeah. 
Exactly. And it's uh, not, I mean, I know it's difficult. They can't keep quiet about... Um, I mean, to like, be honest, like, it must have already been shot. Yeah. So, and nothing leaked from there. No, exactly. So why they couldn't have kept it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's this whole thing about, well, there's certain things you can keep secrets about. It's yeah. d- difficult when actors leave a show because yeah. you have their agents putting it out that they're looking for work. Yeah, you or they're, or or they're filming in something that's going to take them nine months, and then you suddenly think, yeah, well, so they can't be doing. That's it. But when you've got something like this, you can keep yeah. that. You can very much keep that quiet. And yeah. I think, and that, they had done. Yeah, and why, uh, why now? Then had to wait a few more weeks. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, just, no, I agree with that actually. Yeah, I, I, anything that's done on location, you've got no hope nowadays because no. people have got all got cameras on them. Yeah. If you've got a phone, you've got a camera, basically. Every now. single so, person has got a bloody camera. Like ev- so. Everything's going to come out that way. Yeah. But obviously, all of the Ice Warriors stuff, unless I've not seen it, I mean, I particularly haven't looked for spoiler stuff, so no. perhaps it has been out there. I don't know. I, um, actually, I don't think it has. No. So why they had to leak that, why they had to put something out about that, and why they didn't just leave it as a... Yeah. Wow. Well, don't know why. Don't know why. It's, it's it's daft, isn't it? Really. I mean, the only thing they they've managed to keep under wraps from in recent years was Jenna Louise Coleman being in the first the Asylum of the Daleks. Yeah. Now, if they can do it for that, yeah. Um, there's no excuse why they couldn't have done this for the Ice Warriors as well. But no, know. perhaps there are other surprises. Maybe there is, and they just didn't think they needed to keep this one quiet. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's a bit of distraction. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Now, talking of uh, sort of uh, casting and everything, um, Peter Davison has said this week that he doesn't think that any of the older Doctors will be in the 50th anniversary uh, special. Now, no, again, this is now again, it's, it, stuff, isn't it? It is. Now, is this just subterfuge on his yeah. part? Because he then said, uh, he did com- uh, confirm later on, that he was meeting with the uh, the head of BBC Wales. Yeah. And all he said, all he said was uh, it's just to go through various things the BBC have got planned. Now, could you be a casualty? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably more like it. Um, be, be is, that is actually filmed Le- in BBC that he's going to play a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> for BBC Wales, and he turns up in upstairs, downstairs, or something. Which is now. which is filmed in Wales now. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. So he says to go through various things the BBC have got planned. Um, he says, I don't think she's going to offer me a part in it. I might be wrong. Right. So, who knows? Yeah. You know, I, he's... <laughs> my money's on upstairs, downstairs, to be honest. Or, I, or my money's on casualty, actually. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just that um, he actually did say himself, you know, they are, all of them, the, you know, surviving doctors are, you know, are probably apart from, I suppose, yeah, he could still get away with it, McGann could, but yeah. the rest of them are, are visibly older. Um, and he seems to think they'll, they'll just use footage from other episodes to to put yeah. them in there. You'd, you'd have you'd have to set it up as a story where perhaps the um, there's some reason why the why the these doctors have aged, whether it's a parallel universe or well, something they, like that. Well, they did. I mean, Moffat did explain that in Time Crash, didn't he? Why uh, yeah. Davison was looking visibly older. Yeah. So you know, again, it was just a nice little thing just to explain it away, and that was it. You just took it. As, it, as yeah. it was, and they could quite easily do that again. But I don't know. I, I I think they probably will just use footage from other stories. Yeah, if at all. Yeah, if at all. But yeah. that, that, but Moffat but, but, but has actually hinted that you know he is writing for the Eleven Doctors. Yeah. But other than that, we don't know what he means by that. No. 
I mean, it could, so. you could, I mean, we, we could have something with voices rather than. Yeah, that's right. Could be. Could be anything. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But again, as we said, I don't want to know anything about the 50th anniversary. I want them to keep this completely and utterly quiet. Yeah. No spoilers, no drip feeding of information, nothing. Yeah. You know, let's let's have a genuine surprise. Let's generally have something to look forward to. And absolutely nobody knows anything about it before watching. Yeah. It's going to be a bit hard on the actors. But... Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> improvise. Yes, indeed. It's a now, live improvised episode. <laughs> now, um, finally in this news item, the biggest news announced this week is there is going to be an official convention held over the weekend of the um, the actual anniversary itself. Yeah. So, yes, it's going to be at the um, Excel Centre in London, and it will run, it's a three-day convention, running from the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of November. Uh, ticket prices haven't been announced yet, no. uh, but apparently it's a convention uh, for 15,000 fans. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we don't know. Yeah. So we don't know at this stage if it's going to be like the convention last year in Cardiff, where it's basically you buy a ticket for each day, and it's the yeah. same. It's the same thing on each day. Um, yeah. we, there's no details yet. So uh, that's to uh, that's to come. But we hope we're going to be there. Yes. Re- representing the podcast as we yeah. did last year. And get tickets. We don't have to book hotels for this one. No, indeed, we don't. Although don't it we? is north of the river, are you going to be able to go? <laughs> Well, I don't know, you see. <laughs> oh, I that, suppose actually doubt? only just north for the river, and if Thames actually does bit in south, doesn't it, uh, before it gets to the XL? So it does. Technically, there are bits of the river that would be north of you. I'll t- t- tell you what, Paul, instead of... Because we went to the XL um, last year for that uh, uh, MCM Expo, didn't we? Yeah. And we squeezed onto the uh, the, the Docklands Lot Railway. I yeah. think next time we should take the cable car. Yes, I was going to suggest that. Yes, we will take the cable car next time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. What it's going to be like in the middle of November, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we may regret that. We may do, but uh, yeah. If you see two ill and shaken looking people, (laughs) that'd be us. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I I thought it would have been silly if they hadn't done a convention this year, especially as it's the 50th anniversary. Yeah, I would have thought they had to have done something. Yeah, and obviously the demand would have been too much to have done it in what in Cardiff again. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that might annoy. If you want fifteen thousand people, you're not going to get it into there. No, you most certainly won't. And if you did, you have to have like a, a like a eight day convention or something. Yeah, you know. Uh, but again, we don't know what the content is. It could be different things on different days. Um, I'm assuming everybody's going to go. We'll try and get tickets for the twenty third. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the day after yeah, most people will go. Yeah, um, and we obviously don't know what the ticket prices are going to be. No. Which was, the, the I think, the main bone of contention on last year's convention. It, it was, it's been it, interesting what time the convention finishes on the 23rd, isn't it? Because if the episode is actually going to go out, if the 50th anniversary episode is going to go out on the 23rd. Or will there be a live showing of that episode? Yeah, I mean, yeah, could you imagine if there isn't? But you're you're one of, you're booked as a speaker or something to go at the same time as <laughs> everybody that. leaves. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, don't go. Don't go. It's... Yes, <laughs> uh, that would be uh, a real kick in the teeth, wouldn't it? <laughs> Bloody hell! Well, um, 
Yeah, so that's something to look forward to, really. Yeah, I, I, I think, oh, yeah we await details. Yeah, await details on that. I, I've got to make a concerted effort to get tickets to this one because we, we've lucked out so far on the um, on the, on the BFI things, so, haven't we, stuff yeah, so far. chance to actually be around to actually book tickets when they've gone on sale. Yeah, that's it. Um, they've just gone on sale on funny times of the day. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Can I start sending them on a Saturday? Because at least I can plan. Yeah, to... same here. I'm at work that time. You know, I'm busy. I'm doing stuff. You know, I'm, I can't sit there hovering over the over the <laughs> over the, the submit my tickets button. You know, on the BFI <laughs> website. You know, I wonder where he's going to be hovering over. <laughs> no, that's that's later. <laughs> that, that's uh, that's a uh, fill after dark. <laughs> <laughs> and what you're submitting, we won't ask. <laughs> Oh dear. Now, actually, the other, the other thing, uh, tickets got on sale this week. Gallifrey, uh, 2014, um, registration's yes. already gone on sale. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't even bothered. No. This year. I haven't even bothered. You know, we, uh, you know, as we, we said before, we did plan on going for this year. Yeah. Couldn't make it, unfortunately. Yeah, this time last year, we was busy booking our tickets. That, that, but that's the thing that, that's, that surprised me. It's already a year ago that we, we re- registered for Galley 2013. Yeah, I think it must have been a bit later because I'm sure we'd been to the um, the Cardiff one before we had to register. Do you know what? I can't remember. I've got a funny feeling it was April last year. You could be right. I, I could go back through my emails and find my booking confirmation. No, email. no, I can't be doing with that. I'll start. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll start. You just cry, sit there and cry. Cry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So, so I. <laughs> I shall not bother with uh, with next year's Gallery Friday. There's absolutely no point. It's futile no. to, even, to even look at the website. No. I'm afraid I'm going to have to wait a, a few more years. I think before I can uh, before I can get to that one. Yeah, but oh well, never mind. I, so uh, well, let's end this news item now, so I can go away and cry. Yeah. So um, for another week, then that was the news. Right then, everyone, it's time to finally do our review of uh, Doctor Who and the Cave Monsters. Uh, we've, we've been putting this one off a lot, haven't we? <laughs> it's just a long book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, um, for those who don't know, Doctor Who and the Cave Monsters is the target novelisation of uh, the Silurians. Yes, it's um, a long series. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that was a, a seven-part of that one, wasn't it? Seven parts, yes. Yeah. Um, right, what, what did you think of this book then, Paul? Yeah, I like it. I, I'm I'm a bit drawn on what I prefer actually. Mm. Book or the the series, the yeah TV. Um, it the thing about the book, it gives you a lot more background information to the characters. Mm. Although I think it then rushes the end. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. There is there is quite a rush to it. Considering you've got like, um, I mean, I know, seven, yeah, seven episodes, haven't you? If you look at the yeah. TV. Um, yeah. Version of this. I don't know. It's, I know we sound a long book, but long by target definition. Yeah, yeah. It's what 180 pages or whatever. Yeah, and a lot of that is given to fleshing out the characters, which is good. Although I don't think it does any favors to um, the female characters in this. No, because I was about. I was about to. I mean, I I do actually love this book, yeah. and for one good reason is or two reasons really one it's written by Malcolm Hulk who I think yeah. along, alongside Terence Dix do the best novelizations 
but the other thing as well, he basically completely chose he chose to completely rewrite the story. Yeah, I mean it's completely different. Um, some of the, a lot of the the scenes that are in uh, the the TV version is completely rejigged for the book, and he's exercised some uh, exercised excised some characters. Um, no, he's exercised, isn't it, or excised? Uh, excised. Excised. Ah, oh, whatever. It's it's early in the morning. Um, yeah. So he's sort of got rid of quite a few characters. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I, I like it for that reason because he he cho- rather than just do a complete TV script translation. Yeah. He's chosen to completely rewrite it. Yeah, but for for the as you said for the female characters, it's to their detriment, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Miss Dawson's character. I mean, when, in, in the TV series, you're not quite sure, certainly at first, as to whether she's in it with Quinn completely. Mm. And it's only later on that she's almost, you know, she's saying to him, oh, you've got you've to speak to them. And it's clear that she's just going along with him. Yeah. Um, but then she gets quite, in the, TV, in the TV version, she gets quite angry and is, she's the one saying we should be destroying them and all that once Quinn gets killed. Mm. Yeah. In the book, she comes across. No, she, in the TV, she's she's pretty much a scientist working. In the book, she comes across. Yes, she's a scientist and that, but you know, she's the woman who had to stay at home with her mother. It seems she all she wants is to be loved. The mousy spinster. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a bit. It's... And it's. <laughs> I, I think it really does not do that character any favors. No, it was a backward step, and the other backward step was the. Uh, characterization of Liz Shaw in the book as well, mm. uh, which they've basically he basically turned into a screaming sidekick. Yeah, especially that bit when uh, the Doctor is taken by the Silurians. That sounds painful, um, but a um, but she basically sort of screaming, and the, like the yeah. Brigadier says, "Oh, she's uh, she's sort of she's having an uh, she's basically having a hysteria, um, which is not Liz Shaw at all." No, and there's no mention of her qualifications or, you know, what she actually is to the to the doctor. She is his well scientific assistant, isn't she? Isn't she? She's not his sort yeah, of travelling companion. She's more she's, or less his equal. Yeah, and it's there's there's bits. Yeah, most most of her is is oh no, you don't you do that? Is you stay here and all that yeah. through the book. I mean, I know there's a certain amount of that in the TV one, but she does get to go down into the caves with him in the TV. Yeah, episode um, when she's when that when it comes to the formula at the end, it's not just that she she looks at the piece of paper and thinks, oh, I think this is the one he was working on last. In the TV, she actually starts looking through the formulas and works out works out that, that one, one was... looks looks right. Yeah, they basically. I mean, there's a little thing at the end of the book because um, I've read the uh, the re-release one, right? Uh, which has got a little thing at the end, basically talking about the the you know the differences. Uh, yeah. Between this and the TV uh, TV version, and it basically said that they the way that Liz Shaw was written, and I completely agree with this. He, he wrote her like Joe Grant, yeah, to a certain to a certain degree. Um, well, basically, she just became you know the typical psycho, just asking the questions all the time. Yeah, you know, on, sort of on behalf of the audience. So, what's this doctor? What's that doctor? And it was a shame because I think Liz Shaw was one of the one of the you know, for for its time, was a really really bold move for a female and, for a female yeah. character, and then, and they yeah, just sort of, and they just took a massive backward step with the novelisation. 
Bizarre. Yeah. Really bizarre, it, that. Yeah, it just was. It just didn't make sense on that. And then you almost get the feeling that he just started to feel guilty about this towards the end. Because you then get Travis at the end, who effectively saves the day. Yeah. Is now a woman, where in the TV she's a man. Yeah. And, and didn't save the day, actually. I only had a little bit in it. Travis in the TV episode is just the one that tells the director he's done everything. Yeah, that's when right. When something goes wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if it's sort of like, as you say, that he felt guilty and just decided, right, I, I will make, you know, write a, a female character that will, has an actual impact to the story. Yeah. And does that something. actually seems to know something. Yeah, rather exactly. Than, yeah. Rather than uh, rustle us up some coffee, fo- will you? He's following, <laughs> following the man around because you have Miss Dawson who's just following Quinn around. Yeah. And Liz Shaw is just following the doctor. Now there were some some other things as well they they fleshed out for the book was the character of uh, now in the book it's Major Baker isn't it yes because in the TV version it's Major Major Barker yeah now um, they really did flesh out his character quite a bit uh, to the fact where because in the TV series it's sort of like what you know why is uh, a fairly young that's what they said in the book a fairly young man why is he retired from the army in yeah. the TV version they said oh there's something well, that's a made, a, made a mistake, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's what um, but in the novelisation, they go into quite great detail that he shot an unarmed IRA sniper. Yeah, which again dates the book. Yeah, considering that we, when we talk about because this is all about unit and the unit dating controversy, um, as us fans like to call it, um, this puts it firmly in the early seventies. Yeah, it really does. So. But I mean, again, that was uh, quite a—I suppose you could say—a graphic thing to put in a children's book, and quite a topical thing at the time as well. Yes. So, but, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. But then you wonder, does it really? Is it? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, now, 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 of course, it does, as you say, date it to that. Yeah, to that particular that point. Yeah. yeah. But the um, the other thing about him is a—I I don't because I can't—I didn't get time to watch the uh, the TV series version of this before uh, for reviewing now in the book he's quite a, a major baker he's quite a or major barker in the book sorry he's quite a, a xenophobic character isn't he he's yeah. sort of very scared of you know there's a red under every bed and um it's all about saving england and there's spies and you know he's quite a yeah i mean he, he's into into the spies and the saboteurs but yeah. not actually in terms of naming who they are no they're, no, just, they're just saboteurs it, it, from another country. It was just in, England's enemies, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you've, you've watched the, the TV version recently, haven't you? Yes. Now, what was he like in that? Because I can't remember. It's been a while since, I mean, since I've watched it. Um, he's, he's probably a slightly more sympathetic character in the book, I think. Mm. Um, well, actually, you don't quite... I mean, he, he hasn't got quite the... Um, he actually hasn't got a lot to say in the in the TV, so which probably makes him more sympathetic. I think. Oh right. <laughs> um, it's yeah. I mean, it's pretty much quite what the book is with him, but yeah. you just don't have the background, and you probably don't have yeah, as you say, the the naming who he thinks are the, the wrong people. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just thought it was quite because um, in the book he was quite a. I oh, know the other thing he does in the book he kills. Now I can't remember the one what the guy what the cut the scientists went potholing. Because he's, yeah. he's in the the, the sick bay, yeah. Now, in the, I think in the TV version, he doesn't 
nothing happens to him, does he? He just left in the sick bay, if I remember rightly. Yeah. But in the um, in the book, he goes for basically tries to strangle Liz, and then um, Major Barker hits him on the back of the head with the, with the butt of his pistol and kills him. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not not. It, yeah. It, yeah. It's the it's the yeah. It's in the laboratory, isn't it? Yeah. The one who glazes over and whatever. Yeah. That that was um, again. He, he wasn't a sympathetic character at all, was no. he? I mean, they tried to make Quinn a little bit more sympathetic in the book, where he was this thing about constantly living in his father's shadow. Yeah, they did that, but you also actually got him in in the TV program in the in the TV. Uh, it's more a case of him and Miss Dawson, and they're you know I say for a quite a long while in it, you're not quite sure whether they're just in it together. Yeah, because they both equal equally in it together. Yeah. Whereas in the book, I mean, he manipulates her something rotten. Oh, he, he is an awful character in, in, that, yeah. in that extent, but they do try... He, I mean, they they whole... try to give him a reason as to why he's like that. Yeah. They make him worse in the book, but then try to mitigate it. Yeah. Put in a plea mitigation for him. <laughs> the shape of living in his father's shadow and yeah, it's, never um... allowed to do what he wanted. Yeah, it's a really... Um... Actually, I do actually think he, he does try. Malcolm Hulk does try to make his characters a bit more complex. Yeah. Then possibly they should be for a children's book. Yeah, I, no, I, don't, I, don't I, I mean, I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I think that's good. I think it, it gives you a that it takes tries to take away just the black and white villains. Yeah, black and whiteness of the villains. So it's you know you get a a more rounded person. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just have to say on the book, it keeps coming back to. I just don't like what he did with Dawson. I just think he could have rounded that her more yeah. without doing that to. Her. And then you get to the end of the book, which I then starts to it starts to unravel a bit because I think they are rushing with the plague. Yeah. Um, the fact that Masters in the TV thing, he does sort of slip away. In the book, they basically wave him goodbye, or the Lawrence waves him goodbye, and, and then Liz, calls the lift for him. And, 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 and Liz calls his uh, has a little bit of a reflection on, on his warm, clammy hand. Yes. So obviously, by that point, he's got he's got the virus on him. Hasn't yeah. He? <laughs> Some, somebody should have noticed. <laughs> I mean, they 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 do let him go, and it's but it's just in the TV one, he just sort of goes, and then suddenly it's oh, he's. Where's Mas- I haven't seen Masters. Where's Masters? Yeah. And then they do a, a quick check and find out that he's gone. <laughs> but, in, yeah, in the book, they're, they're literally, you know, they're, they're calling his car for him and everything. He's, he's signed out. He's handed his yeah. keys in. and <laughs> You know, he said, give my love to the kids. And <laughs> it's really much that way. I mean, I did like the fact that he then went, they then tried to stop the train. Yeah. And he... He's determined to carry on and get to the taxi driver. And now the the other weird thing as well, this this um, virus must have sort of changed its um, its sort of DNA structure by the time that Masters had passed it on to the train guard, because the train guard has died instantly after Masters got off the train. Yeah, um, yeah I thought that that so. Again, that, I think some people have just got a weak immunity. Must have. But They're it, not eating their greens. That's the problem. <laughs> It was the seventies, after all. Everyone ate lard then, didn't they? <laughs> didn't know the benefits of vitamin supplements. That's what it was. Forty ITAR ciggies a day, and a plate of lard as a snack. That's all they had back then. No, it was. Um, but I think again, it was that. Well, as you were saying, it's that case of 
just getting through the plague bit as quickly as possible. That they just sort of ran out of. of I'm not gonna say time, but maybe um, Malcolm Holt was given a brief. Okay, you need to keep this 180 pages. Yeah, maximum. And um, it's it was, oh bugger! I've 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 nearly, I've nearly used up my allotted yeah. page. I've but, got to 160, and we yeah. haven't got to the plague yet. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think he did enjoy he did enjoy the early bits about getting the characters and all that, and he spent too much spent so much time on the characters. I yeah. think he then. Basically, started to run out of time. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I know we sort of sat and criticised it, but I do love this book. But I think, yeah, purely because of what he's done, you know, for those reasons, as you just said, because he's tried to flesh out that, or has not tried, he has fleshed out the characters, and even yeah. to the point of fleshing out the characters of the Silurians as well. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah, who, the... who actually aren't called Silurians at all in the book. No, the only mention of Silurian is um, it's a password, isn't it, to get into the into the base. Yeah, but all the the, the three main Silurian characters um, are actually given names in this. Whereas before in the in the TV series, weren't they just called Silurian scientist, Silurian leader, and something like that? Yeah, they didn't actually have character they're, names. They're, yeah, they're pretty much yeah they're they're pretty much just referred to as they talk to each other. You've you've got the leader, the scientist, and the yeah the next the young Silurian I think he's oh, that's the one young Silurian the young upstart Silurian Silurian yeah which in the book is the one that actually gets shot and is in the barn and yes that's everything. right yeah so you can sort of understand him almost then being more determined to release the plague and not being yeah that he was there was more of a reason he'd actually been on the receiving end of humanity's yeah uh, will to kill yeah that's right so, but again, there was that that lovely bit at the beginning with the um, the Silurians going underground, going into hibernation. Yeah, uh, because they thought the this um, planet was gonna collide, or, or not was gonna suck the atmosphere away. Yeah, that's it? right. Which um, was the moon. Yes, um, which I thought was great. And it, it, again, I can't remember if there was anything in, in the TV version about that. Yeah, um, when. The doctor's talking to the old leader. Yeah, he they he says then about a planet, and he goes, "That's the moon." So it is mentioned. It is mentioned, but it's just yeah. as a um, far away. It's, it's in the conversation between the doctor and the yeah, the, now, the old leader. Yeah, the old leader in the book is called Ockdell. Ockdell. Yeah. Um, now they do make his character sympathetic because that that bit when the doctor tells him that they've you know his race have more or less been wiped out. There's no trace of them. Yeah. Anywhere. And basically sort of like saying that he he begins to cry. Yeah. When he realises what's happened. And and again to make and doesn't Malka cry as well, which is in the in the T V series is young Silurian. Um, I think he does right near the end. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember now. No yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. I know I know two of them you know, he he does write them yeah. I know Ockdell does and I think it's Malka. Or it might be Kato. Which is the scientist might have might have uh, shed a tear or two. I can't remember. Yeah. But to do but to do that with the villains, yeah, again is a brilliant thing to do. Yeah, I mean it <clears> is. They are, you do get a more of a feel for that. I mean, and as I say, with the fact that Malkus the one actually who doesn't who only kills when he escapes in defence. Yeah, he doesn't kill this shore, so he's not this hell bent um, on killing them. No. Until basically Quinn captures him. Yeah, that's right. And it's you know almost in that point there that he feels, all oh, right, no, we can't live with these humans. We've got to destroy them. Yeah. 
which as you say does not you don't get at all on the you don't actually get the fact that there's a connection that that actually you don't get the character the young Silurian is not the one that escapes yeah that's right that's right actually I suppose one thing you could say about this book you didn't have Kerry Blyton's score going through but I must admit I did have that um, I think it's called the Crumhorn thanks to the uh, (laughs) Dr. Phil the Adventures of Time Space and Music um, podcast I finally found I always thought it was a kazoo Right. But it's this medieval, medieval instrument called a crumb horn. But the thing is, every time, every time a Silurian pops up in the world, I did have that music going through my mind. <laughs> I've got to be honest. But, but I mean, again, I know it's nothing to do with the book, but I mean, that's another reason why I like the Silurians as a TV um, story as well. Um, because it's it's quite. Um, what's the best way to describe it? I was going to say it's quite a mature story. Yeah. And. People have a go at the the score by Carey Blyton for that, but I actually think it it actually fits the Silurians themselves. With yeah, that, no, with that, with yeah. That, that, you know, using like woodwind uh, um, instruments, you know, sort of giving that sort of like not medieval, but like a, almost like a prehistoric feel to it. And I don't mind that. I don't. I think probably probably in the fact actually what it suffers from is the fact that it's seven episodes. Yeah, and there's not really a lot you can do in terms of variation. No, that's right. So what actually you end up thinking is, God, they've used this a lot. Yeah, but because it's seven episodes, if it was a four episode story, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been used as much. <laughs> no, I thought it was. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's it's a good story. As you say, it's it's a little bit long, but a lot of Pertwee's early stories were, weren't they? Yeah. Um, oh, I've, got, I've, got, I've got no problem with it being long, actually. It's just the fact that... And in fact, it, the book may have actually benefited from being a little bit longer. Yeah. In the fact that then you could have had the proper, a bit more fleshed-out ending Yeah. to it. So, yeah, no, I've, I've got no problem with the length of it. I mean, and I think it does... Some some of them are too short. Yeah. <clears throat> target books, so... Yeah, they are a little bit, aren't they? Well, I mean, some of them, I mean... I think the last one we reviewed was the Tenth Planet, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, I mean, this is the sublime to the ridiculous scenario here because this is an example of a very, very good target novelization. Yeah. The Tenth Planet wasn't. No, you had no character. No at character at all. He literally took what was on the screen and dumped it onto the page. Yeah. And there was no fleshing out of characters. It was very much by the numbers. Yeah, it, it, it was it was the script with stage direction, wasn't it? It was basically, yeah, absolutely right. Whereas this is basically here is a here is a story. And yeah, you don't actually have to have seen the TV to understand it, and you can understand more from this. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, where where of course the TV succeeds even better is the fact that on TV you've got Nicholas Courtney playing the Brigadier. Now that that was going to be my, my final my final thought on this actually. On occasion in in the book, there's a couple of things that the the brigadier says. You thought, no, that version of the brigadier wouldn't have said that. Mm. And there's that bit at the beginning when they're talking about um, what they're doing in the underground base. You know that, you, and that very sort of uh, the, one of the favourite themes of early Pertwee was the you know a, a cheap energy source. Yes, a lot of stories had a cheap energy source, didn't they? Um, it, it, it was the future of mankind is going to get better, and exactly, yeah, very, very um, looking to the future and hopeful, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, but there's one thing that the brigadier says. It, it as a little aside, everyone sort of looks at him as, it, as it's written in the book. Say, oh, oh, yeah, that will show him. 
and sort of like yeah. talk about well, so that will show who, yeah, you know, oh, you know, we, you know, um, our, our our competitors, our enemies, and that that sort of thing. And yeah, <clears throat> the brigadier, as he was written in that, you know, in nineteen seventy seventy one, he wouldn't have said that. When you could, no. by the time you got to say like Planet of the Spiders, you would have said something like that. Yeah, but yeah, he just wouldn't have. Um, it just seemed a bit weird. But then you got the you know the proper brigadier when he's leading his men in the caves. Yes. So that 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 that's how the brigadier should have been. But just every now and again, he sort of I don't know what Malcolm Holt thought what he was trying to do there because he did it, he did it with his shore to a, a greater degree, and he was sort of now and again doing the same sort of thing with, with you know dumbing the character down. Yeah, and in the I mean there there isn't a huge amount of um, difference really between. Baker's view of what's happening and the Brigadier's view of what's happening and should be done. That's right, yeah. Um, it's just the Brigadier's waiting for more men, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Um, whereas actually in the TV, I think there is a bit more of a... Um, I mean, he still, still, I think, believes it, but not to the extent that they think they should be do- going in there to do it straight away. Mm. You've got the... I mean, and you've got little bits where the Doctor turns around and says... Um, I'm surprised you're not agreeing with him. Yeah, and he says, you know, oh, I do, but let's let's find out where we are first, mm. you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and you just have some some really good, I think, exchanges between John Pertwee and Nicholas Courtney in the TV series that you know, you can't get into the book, no, no. matter how well it's written, because it's some of it's not not vocal. No, that's right. That's right. It's the, it's the little looks to each other and yeah. You know, the look, usually on the sort of the uh, the brig, sort of the brigadier sort of raising sort of quizzical eyebrow at the, the sort yeah. of the doctor's pompous attitude. They're both pompous characters, aren't anyway? Yeah, but yeah, you, you have, you, have, you, have, have realised that they're both um, they're, there's bits of them that are mirror images of each other, yeah, and they very, very find too. it amusing almost themselves. Yeah, that's when, right. When they realise what they're doing, so you do. Yeah, you're right. You do miss that in the book. There's the exchange on the TV where they're talking about you haven't come up with. Uh, any solution or whatever, and the doctor turns around to the brigadier and goes, "Well, you're not exactly Sherlock Holmes yourself." <laughs> and then the phone rings, and he, they're being called to somewhere, and he says, "Come along, Watson." And it's just that <laughs> I think was just a really good little scene in the in the in the TV, which I've really enjoyed. I think. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot to enjoy in those early. Because I mean, I've I've said this time and time and again. Um, Pertwee's first season. Is probably my favourite season of Doctor Who ever. Mm. It really is. I think that there's not a uh, okay. Maybe the, the stories are sometimes a bit overly long, but I don't think there's a duff story in there. No, I really don't. But anyway, anyway, we're talking about a book. Um, yeah, yeah. I know. That's, yeah. that's just what you're not going to get in the book. No, that's and right. That's, that's and right. Like I say, no matter how well you flesh out a character and whatever, it's there's there's always room for an actor. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay, well, I think that pretty much sums it up, really, doesn't it? We we both enjoy it. Yeah, good book. Um, just some sort of questionable character decisions in there. Yeah, I think I think I think it got at about fifty fifty with with the the characters. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's... all of them interesting, but just I don't think um, written from a point of view of being any doing any favors to the female characters. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, then. Um... So that's that. So what's coming up next week? Well, we've got an audio commentary for you. Yes. Yes, our uh, 
We're getting Tony out of cold storage. We are, yes. Um, yeah, well, we're, um, it's only a, a two-part story we're doing next week. Uh, it's nothing... Um, so you're going to get it all in one hit. We're not going to split it over to a to, uh, podcast <laughs> or anything. Um, yeah, so next week we're doing, or tackling, I should say, uh, Black Orchid. Yes. The uh, two-part Peter Davison story, where uh, yeah, it's, it's the story before Adric dies, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So you might fall in the jovial moods, you never know. <laughs> so bear that in mind when you're watching it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, then. So, um, so that's coming up next week, then. So, um, yeah, that's it. So for another week, then, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. Who's he?